this is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 322 of the Girls Gone Wild podcast. And I'm laughing already because I, like, I can hear myself talking. I'm like, oh my God, I sound so tired. I know. It's literally like not even 5 a.m. where you are. Not even 5 a.m. here. And um, this is a first. This is a first for the Girls Gone Wild podcast. I am in Hawaii. It's legit 450. Uh, I was awake. So my, my morning started, I'm in Colorado. My morning started pretty early, but all my kids were, were asleep at like eight o'clock our time. And I was like, Joy's probably awake. (laughs) I'm just going to text her. You're like, Hey, this is really good work to my favor. Yeah. Yeah. You use my, uh, early morning rising to your advantage. I, yeah, I, I, anytime I'm here, I just can't get on the sleep schedule. Like it's really hard for me to like adjust to the four hour three. It's usually three or four hour time difference, but it never just never happens for me. So I'm always up at like four or five AM. Well, you're just up hanging at, like, out. Four AM Colorado time usually anyway. Yeah. I mean you're such an early yeah, riser. Like four or five. Anyway. Yeah. So it's been that's that's real fun for me. Actually I don't mind it. It's like I hear all the roosters waking up and like Oh my gosh, so many roosters. <laughs> We stay in this neighborhood where there's like a donkey in our backyard oh and gosh. they have all these goats. Oh my God, Miles would love it. They have they have all these goats and chickens and they're just like every time we walk by the goats, there's this one goat that like sits in this bathtub. He just like what? climbs in there and sits. <laughs> yeah, he just, there's like a bathtub outside. They have like this big tub for him because it gets so hot here That's and he just climbs in hysterical. and sits <laughs> I can't so even cute. imagine a donkey climbing into a bathtub. Like, oh no, 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 the goat, not the oh. donkey. Go, yeah. Still, the, oh my god, the donkey. The donkey would that would be impressive. His name's Geronimo, and he's real funny. He's just yeah. Doing we have donkey, a cute little, donkey thing. Cute, cute little family farm right behind us. But yeah, so I'm in Hawaii. It's been great. I mean, you kind of laugh when like, how's Hawaii? Oh, it's real, real horrible. Right. It's terrible. Although the last time I went to Hawaii, there was a hurricane. So. Oh, wait, was that the honeymoon? Yeah. Yes. That was like five years ago. And remind me what happened. It was really not a big deal in the end. It was just everything shut down. And so like the hurricane came and it was two right after one another. It was like, Isabel, Isabel, Ignacio, I forget. It was an I and a J and they were like Mm going to hit one too. And they, and we were on Maui and they kind of just like really lost steam as they got closer to the Island. And so everything was fine, except that everyone freaked out so much, which rightly, rightfully so. Oh, totally. I could see how people would freak out. Yeah. Everything was like completely boarded up. Like everything was shut down. And so like the last two days of our honeymoon, we were just like, okay, I guess we'll just like hang out because nothing's open. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it was still fun. Yeah. And then I think a couple of years ago here, they had one of the volcanoes erupted and we were talking to one of the locals and they were like, yeah, all the tourists were freaking out because they thought like the whole island was on fire. They're like, no, it's just like one little area. <laughs> but it's just so funny how people kind of like perceive what's going on when um, we're we're not here. We have been watching videos of that volcano eruption re- a lot recently. Ooh. Miles is like super into lava right now. Um, of course he is. Yeah. That's amazing. Lava is the best. Lava is so cool. And so that <laughs> that eruption was like so slow moving that it was so yes. easy. It's like they have a lot of good footage of just like meandering lava. Oh. So yeah, we've been watching a lot of it. <laughs> meandering lava. Meandering lava is going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> yes. Meandering lava. 
Welcome to this episode, <laughs> Meandering Lava. Isn't it the most relaxing thing to watch, though? Meandering it really Lava. Is. It's, it's like so. It's very like hypnotizing. I mean, like I totally understand why lava lamps were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh. did you ever? Did you ever have one in oh, college? I uh, college. Excuse me. Like fifth grade. Okay, great. Let's yeah. just go back. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I know. I feel like it usually doesn't really come up that much that you and I are 10 years, that you're 10 years older than me, except for things right. like this. When you're like, yeah, you had that in college. Yeah. I'm like, no, I was 11. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't have any lava lamps in college because my grandma had one, like an original lava lamp when I was a oh kid. Gosh, and that's, you know, any any lava lamp after that, I was like, that's bullshit. That's not a real lava lamp. It's not a real but, lava um, lamp. I had I, a lava lamp before lava I, lamps were cool. <laughs> Yeah, totally. You were an early lava lamp adopter. <laughs> oh, I was. But it was just, I remember as a kid watching it being like, that is amazing. Oh, anyway, yes, we're having a great time. There's no hot lava running anywhere. The beaches are great. It's actually really, really hot. And it's always hot in Hawaii, but this this trip, it's been super humid and muggy. So we're kind of like... Whew, like just constant sweating, which is fine. It's yeah. uh, I, w- I was at the CrossFit gym here, and uh, they just work out, you know, with the open doors, and right. they don't have so AC, sweaty. and it's like, yeah, and it's so sweaty. And I say that like I don't think they should have AC because you'd be like spending a million dollars in in electric bills all month. But um, but it's just like they're so used to it. And right. I when I work out there, I just. I mean, just like constant dripping sweat. But I was telling the girls there, I was like, oh my gosh, I actually really miss sweating. It feels really good to sweat because in Denver or in Colorado, you just like, it's so dry. It's rare that you kind of like break a good sweat. Right. It just like, like the only time I can, immediately. Yeah, yeah, it totally evaporates. And like, I feel like the only time I've broken a really good sweat recently in Colorado was like when we hiked the incline where you're just like really, really having to push really hard. Yeah. So, but they were like, oh, I'm jealous. I want to come to Colorado. But yeah, even the locals are like, this is like super hot and humid and muggy. But we've had a great time. We've just been going to the beaches and doing our normal thing. And it's just really nice to unplug. Oh, shout out to CrossFit, Kawai Hei and Francesca, one of the girls there when I walked in. And these girls, like I know them every year I go there and it's the same people. It's so great. So it's really nice to walk in there. And just kind of like have familiar faces recognize you and it's just really nice. And Francesca is one of the girls there. And she, when I walked in, I didn't tell her I was coming because I forgot her phone number. Like I couldn't find her phone number in my phone. And so I just was like, well, I hope I see her. And I walked in. She's like, she turns around. She's like, oh my God, I was just listening to your podcast. This is so weird. (laughs) Remember that time that happened to us in the airport that we were sitting there in the airport and this girl walked by and she was like, I'm listening to you right now. Yes, I love that. That's so meta. And she's like, this is so weird. I was just listening. She like showed me her phone and I'm like, oh, it's so cute. So shout out to that gym. Shout out to Francesca. I hope you're listening. And thank you guys so much always for being so welcoming. But um, yeah, we've been, we've been doing our, our usual thing. We've been going to our beaches and hanging out with our at our local restaurants that we love here. And if anyone wants to, we've had a lot of people email me or email us and message us of like, what should I do on the Big Island? I'm going to visit the Big Island. So I recommend I use this app on my phone. And granted, we've been coming here for a really long time. I'm always hesitant to give people recommendations. Like even when people say they're coming to Colorado, because I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you like to do. And I always just recommend 
like how I find really cool things to do when I'm going somewhere new is I use Yelp for like restaurants, which I didn't, I don't think that's always the best because they're, they, they kind of miss some of the really good hidden spots. So what I like to do too, is whenever I go somewhere, I'll ask the locals like what their favorite place to eat is or what they like to do. And I kind of take it with a grain of salt too, because again, everyone has their own preferences. Like one of the most famous slash popular restaurants on this island is called Hawaiian style. And I don't love it. Like we, it's, it's super popular because the portions are ginormous. And I just don't love going to places that like gorge you because it's like, I'm not, A, I'm not a fan of greasy spoon food. Like I, I know there's a time and place for that, but I just don't like, that's not a place where I like crave. So, you know, people are like, go to Hawaiian style. I'm like, yeah, I know that's not like the type of, I don't want to like have, they, they serve like a huge platter pancake with like an ice cream scoop of butter as as an appetizer, like that's. I was about to say, but Joy, you love pancakes. I do love pancakes, which again, like if I want to like just dive into a pool of pancakes, that's where I'm going to go. But normally, like if we want to sit down for a meal, I'm like I don't want to have a pancake, and then like anyway, whatever. So the app I use is called Big Island. So if you just Google Big or you know do the search on the app store for Big Island, it'll pop up with a wonderful little app that like tells you all the popular things to do and it kind of covers all the islands so you can search different islands within the app as well. So I highly recommend doing that. And then I also use TripAdvisor app, which is great. So if you are traveling anywhere, those are the things I like to do to kind of look around and see what's what's cool. People rate things, people put good reviews. And then also I use all trails for hikes that we want to do around here. And I read up on like the things that people want to do as far as hiking and what their experiences were. And yeah, so that's what I'd like to suggest for people, especially if you're coming to this island. But there's, I mean, if you are, if you truly want like restaurant recommendations and like little tips and tricks we do here, I'm happy to share that with you because we definitely have it down to a science. (laughs) I I wish I like you know had my local spots in Hawaii. That's that's something I aspire to. <laughs> like the only place I have like my local spots. I guess I have like Moab, but even then, yes, you totally have Moab. Um, I wouldn't know the first place to go when I got to Moab. So I think that would be like I'd love to hear like your favorite places there because that's it. That's like you've been going there forever and ever and ever. The one thing I will say real quick is we found, actually, I'm so hesitant to share this because we found this really hidden beach because one of the locals told us about it. And the Hapuna Beach is like the huge, huge, huge tourist trap beach, which I shouldn't say tourist trap, but everyone and their mother goes there. It's an amazing beach. It's huge. There's lifeguards. I mean, it's like, it's beautiful. Um, so I'd say that that's the most popular beach. And we'll go there just kind of for convenience because you always have a parking spot. You can just pull right up. But the one of the locals was like, you need to go to Mau Mai. And we're like, what the heck is Mau Mai? So Mau Mai is this beach that you kind of park at. Well, actually, you can go through this um, gate called Mauna Kea. There's like this resort and you can get like a pass, like a parking pass to go there. But Mau Mai is, is this new hidden beach that we found that we literally were like maybe one couple out of maybe 20 people on that beach. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And there like the water was great and it wasn't really that, you know, not a ton of waves. It wasn't really rough water. Oh, it was amazing. So we're having a great time. I miss my dog. 
I always miss our animals like around day seven. I'm like, like I okay. do any dog that we see here. I'm like, oh, puppers. Oh, like, like okay, yeah. crazy lady. <laughs> well, it's like you wanting to pet that dog last week. I know. Uh, we're so, you know, you just want to go up to these animals and be like, oh, puppers. Oh, let me play with your dog. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, that sounds fantastic. I really want to know. I know a lot of people want to know about your job, your new job. Oh, so let's yeah. switch some gears and not make everyone mad that I'm still just loving my life in Hawaii. <laughs> everyone's yeah, like, everyone's oh, like, I hate you. Cool, Joy. Right um, <laughs> yeah, so I got a job. <laughs> I don't even know if I've talked about this at all because, yeah, we had Lindy Barber on and then we had an episode of you and I that we had recorded earlier. And so I just started this job about at this point. By the time you guys hear this, about two weeks ago. And yeah, I wasn't really planning on going back to work yet. Evie, you know, is four and a half months and I was probably going to wait until about, she was like six months to start really looking again. And, you know, I quit my job a year and a half ago, really without a plan of what to do and spent the last year and a half just cobbling things together and recently was starting to think like, you know what, I just don't know if like the entrepreneur life is the one I want to live in this phase of my life. Like, there's already so much going on with like kids and with Brandon's schedule being all over the place. Like I don't have the, I came to realize like after I took on a couple more clients for email stuff, I was like, you know what? I just don't have the like wherewithal to be working until like one in the morning to squeeze these things in because if I'm right. home, like I'm not working during the day with when the kids are here. Right. It's just not realistic. And so I um finally was just, started thinking like, I kind of, I want to go back to work. I want to be working outside the home. Like I miss, first of all, I miss someone else kind of telling me what to do. And also I miss just yeah, being around other really people. Yeah, that's really nice. Like it's a little bit of structure and you just kind of have like very clear ideas and things that you need to get done. Yeah, right. And I like, of course you, that. you lose a lot of freedom with that, but also like, it's not like Brandon's job has zero freedom. And so the fact that I had a ton of freedom didn't like it's not like I could like travel or you know I mean I could spend I spent more time with my kids but even that it was like I was never I have said this before and I'll say it again like I never set out to be a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. and I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom and mm -hmm. I think being a stay-at-home mom is the hardest job in the world and anyone out there who's mm -hmm. listening I who's a stay-at-home mom agree. like I'm not saying like oh you know that life is like not good enough for me what I'm saying is like that is so freaking hard it's not my yeah. part and it's not my personality like I, I need to be yeah, around other people Totally. It's like, it, let's, let's quote Amy Poehler's book. Good for you. Not for me. Like, as in not like good for you. It's like, that's good for you. It's not work. It doesn't work for me. Right. And like, that is, there's not, nothing wrong with it. It's just, right. I, you, you do you. I cannot. Yeah. I go crazy. And like after a couple of weeks of that, uh, you know, I just start to really lose myself. And I think that that's something, you know, that a lot of stay at home moms really struggle, like do really, that's a big struggle with stay at home moms is like, you really lose yourself. And some people, um, find a lot of purpose in that. And for me, it just feels very, is draining and not in like a, I, you know, not in like a beautiful way. It's draining in like a miserable way. So anyway, all that to say, I've never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And can I ask you a quick question? Yes. Or can we answer this? Like after you tell this story is because I don't want to forget, but about like, I love what you said about being on the same schedule with your partner or not schedule, but like your job flexibilities being sim somewhat similar. Cause Scott and I have talked about that a lot too. Like Let's just talk, finish your story and then we'll get into that. I just no, no, don't no, want that's to fine. Get we can, oh, well. Okay. Yeah, okay, go, go. <laughs> you, know, you go ahead. You go ahead because okay. I'll come back to my job. Okay, great. So the the thing that Scott and I have talked about is um, like when I took my job at Kaiser, 
I had to kind of forfeit a lot of PTO that I'd saved up at the DA's office. And I had a ton of PTO at the DA's office, so much so so that I could pick up and leave whenever I wanted for pretty much however long I wanted. And we were really kind of like on the same schedule with Scott's PTO. Like he has a, he's worked at his company for 12 years. He has so much PTO that he has to use throughout the year. And so he can like plan vacations and time off anytime. So we really had to kind of get, we had a couple rough two years when I started my new job because I couldn't leave. I was like, I don't have any PTO. And we got into a lot of arguments about it because he, whenever he would ask me about like, Hey, let's go here. Let's start planning a vacation. I would get so angry. I would get angry and I'd get anxious. Like, I can't go anywhere. I just started a new job. (laughs) Well, and then we would like, yeah, I remember that with us too. Like we'd like want to travel for the podcast and you'd be like, I can't, like, I literally can't get there a day early or stay a day late. Like Scott, like, yeah and Scott yeah and I was like so invested and like rightly so because I love it I really wanted to travel for the podcast because we had so many cool opportunities coming up and I I started using a lot of PTO for my for our podcast trips and Scott would be like uh hello like I want to travel with you so yeah that was really hard anyway my whole point being like when you said about the flexibility piece I just think that's really hard that's a big piece of like marriage hacks that come up for us. And I can imagine with Brandon's schedule where you had so much flexibility and you're like, I can't do anything with this because my partner's job is not flexible. That's just a, I just want to acknowledge that. Like that's been really hard. We've had some really big trials that we've had to go through with that. That's honestly been something like one of the biggest things that Brandon and I have dealt with our entire relationship, because up until a year ago, Brandon had been in school almost our whole relationship. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And it and then and then, you know, in the first year of a new job, especially somewhere like in a hospital where the scheduling is all based off of seniority, like we have had he like we've gotten in so many arguments because he has been the like primary schedule, uh, you know, do, like everything revolves has revolved Revolve around him, his him, schedule yeah. our whole since we've been together, which is 9 years. I mean, like Right. We've, I've never been the one who's been like, hey, I want to go do this. And he's been like, okay, cool. I'll make it work. It's always been the other way around. And because, you know, if you're in school, like you, you don't, you know, you have spring break, winter break, whatever. But he was, he was taking classes during the summer. And so everything would have to revolve around these predetermined school breaks. And if I couldn't also have that exact same time off, like we weren't going anywhere. And then now, you know, like we're getting ready to leave. Um, when you guys hear this, we'll be in Arkansas, at this doing this lake trip and he had to get this you know put this time in or put in for this time off in January and we didn't even know for sure until like three weeks ago whether or not he was gonna be able to go and I just basically had to put my flag in the sand if I want to go somewhere you know with my family and say like okay whether or not Brandon can be there I'm gonna go because we don't know until that like six week chunk schedule comes out if he even got it off because with shift work, it's not like, you know, oh, I'll get to that when I get back. Like if he's not working, someone else has to work. Right. And, you know, so it's anyway. So, yeah, it's always been. So, with you know, with me not working or like working from home, 
yes, it had flexibility, but Brandon didn't have any flexibility. And so, right. So it's like, like, it's like you have this flexibility, which I think on the outside people can be like, oh, that must be so nice. But I think that's just such an important point. I'd love for listeners to kind of weigh in on how they deal, deal with that with their partners. Yeah. Because that's something that's just been so hard for Scott and I to kind of get on the same page with, especially because I, I mean, I had resentment and jealousy because I was like, oh, he has so much PTO. Like you can do whatever you want. You can go wherever. And I was like, at the end of the day, I made the choice to change jobs. Like, why am I being right. salty towards him? But it's just hard because I would get so annoyed whenever he'd ask, like, hey, let's plan a trip because I'd be like, oh, I can't go anywhere. Like, um, I can't. I'm on an all-carb diet. God, Karen. You're so stupid. That's exactly how I would react. I can't go I'm to Taco all- Bell. <laughs> go to Taco Bell. It's exactly how I'd react. It's exactly how I'd react. And he'd be like, what is your deal? Anyway, I just want to acknowledge that, that that's really hard. And um, it's just not always as easy as it seems on the outside when you have a partner that's just like on a completely different schedule. And that's all. It just throws a new wrench into it. Yeah. And so, so now, okay. So like my job is full time Monday through Friday, you know, nine to five, whatever. And then Brandon, he's still on, he's not PRN but he his schedule might as well be PRN. I think that I think in my understanding, someone's probably gonna email and be like, actually, this is what PRN means. My understanding is that PRN, you don't have guaranteed hours. You kind of just get slotted in, and some weeks you'll work like eight hours or twelve hours, and other weeks you'll work, you know, three shifts, whatever. Brandon yeah. always works three shifts a week, but so he's working three twelves every week. But the which days he works vary. are yeah. different every single week. And so like this mm-hmm. week, he's working Saturday, Sunday, Monday because he's going to be off the whole week. But then like last week, he worked like Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. Like, you know, it's completely random. And so even with that, it's not like he has three on, four off. And in those four off, we could like go places. It's completely random. So, but he's getting ready in mid-August to start a different position in the same hospital. Working, He's been working on the t- uh, basically cardiac unit and he's getting ready to move into the operating room and he will have a fixed schedule Monday through Friday, like seven to three 30 or six 45 to three 15, something like that. And so he's not going to be a floor nurse. A lot of the, the surgeries that they do at this hospital are like pre-scheduled outpatient procedures. I mean, they do have emergency surgeries, but like, he's not really going to be working on those and he'll have some days that are on call, but we'll know about that ahead of time. And so we're getting ready to basically have both of us have like a pretty set like Monday through Friday schedule, which has never happened. And like, we've always had, I mean, I guess when he was in school, it was kind of Monday through Friday, but then like on the weekends he had homework and, and it probably wasn't like Monday through Friday in school is not, was he there all day long? No. Or did he have like some, yeah, it was probably like half days here and there and then he had to right. study. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so like, you know, when you're in school, like the weekends, it's not, and like, are not necessarily off. Like you're studying, you're, you know, doing whatever. And so that's, I'm really looking forward to that. But so, yeah, so I started this job. It is in the natural foods industry. If anyone out there is like, I work in the natural foods industry. What company is it? It's not a like consumer product company. The company is a basically like B2B services and market research and event like trade show company. If anyone's in the natural foods industry, this is the company that that puts on Expo West and Expo East for that matter. And yeah, so they're owned by a much larger company that has offices all over the world. They're actually headquartered out of London, which is pretty cool. And I am doing just like a marketing manager position. So I'm really, ex- I'm really excited about it. It came up kind of randomly. My older brother has like some connections with this company. And so that's kind of how I found out about it. And 
it, when it came up, it was just like, you know, I really just want to apply and just kind of see what happens. And I'm very much a believer and very much an advocate for if something kind of piques your interest, go, you know, start going down the road. Don't talk yourself out of it before you even get the chance to make a choice because you're, you think like, oh, I don't really know if I would qualify for that. Or I don't really know if, you know, I'd really want to take that job. Like if something piques your interest, just go for it and just see where it leads you. And like, I've definitely had jobs in the past couple of years where I thought, oh, this looks so interesting. And then I get further into the interview process and I realize, like, oh, this is not a good Totally. Fit. Like, it's such a cool reminder to be like, hey, I, it's even great to get practice to go to interviews. Yes, totally. And you can always, always, I think we go into interviews thinking like, I really want this job or I'm going to get it. I need a job. I need a job. So you just kind of focus on the job, not, not about whether or not the job is a good fit for you. Mm -hmm. And so it's not always about like them accepting you. It's you accepting them. And so, uh, the other thing I read recently, I read this study, I want to say it might have been Adam Grant or somewhere on those job career sites that I follow, but that women tend to apply for jobs that they look like they're that they feel like they're qualified for. And men tend to apply for jobs that they're underqualified for, but they go for it anyway. And I'm like, Oh, that's a good reminder that I read that too. Like, yeah, I read that a couple years ago, where it was like, I think the statistic was something like, um, men will apply for a job if they have at least 50% of the qualifications. Women will only apply for a job if they have at least 80 to 90% of the qualifications. Most men yeah. and most women. Yeah. And that, it was like, I would, that, that just sounds so right. Yeah. It's like, isn't it so natural for women to just be like, well, you know, we have to kind of fit it to the T and if we, if we don't have everything, then why would they accept us? It's so right. weird. Well, and I remember re- I read that right before I applied for this job where, the job wanted, it was like a, a, you know, kind of marketing and branding position. And I ended up not taking the job, but I was offered it. And I almost didn't apply because they wanted someone who had graphic design experience. And I have like, you know, I can like cobble something together, but I'm by no means a graphic designer. But I was like, looking, I just kept reading the job description. I was like, I have every single other one of these qualifications. And I'm going to not apply because of this one thing. Like I can figure out, you yeah. know, if I get brought on, like I can figure out how to, you know, design some stuff. And I applied mm-hmm. and yeah, I went through the job application process, ultimately was offered the job and wasn't able to, it was like for, an, with a nonprofit and they basically wanted to pay me like an intern salary for a like upper level mark manager job. And I was like, okay, actually no, but, yeah. but you know, it's like, yeah, you go through the whole process and Anyway, so I did that and every single time, you know, it was like I had three interviews, like every single time it was just, okay, I'm going to apply for this job. Let me just get my application in and just kind of see what happens. Let's see if I get a call back. Oh, okay. I got a call back. Like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, have this conversation with the recruiter and learn more about like their salary um, range and benefits and like, and then we'll just kind of take it from there. Okay, cool. Well, that conversation went well. So now, you know, I'm going to have this interview, like every single step along the way, it was just like, okay, well, let's just see what happens at the next step. Let's just see what happens in the next step. And my mom said something, um, you know, I, I kind of kept saying to her, like, I don't want to make a decision before I get to the end of the road. And when it kind of became clear that like, I was definitely, you know, interviewing well, and like was a good fit for the role, my mom did finally say like, hey, you know, you really should decide what you're going to do if they offer you the job. Because in that moment, when you get the job interview, you get so excited and you like get that excited feeling of like, they want me. Oh my gosh. That like, you're just going to want it. And so, you know, think about it before you get that like rush of acceptance. So that was a good tip too. But anyway, so. Great advice, mom. Go Carol. Hi, mom. She's probably listening. Hi, mom. But yeah, so. Good advice. um, And Brandon, I think really 
not like pushed me to take it, but he definitely very much encouraged me like this is a good, really good fit for you. This company seems like a really good fit. And and at the end of the day, the other thing I always remind myself and try to tell people is like, if you hate it, quit. You know, I think that people tend to really start to get in their heads that they owe a certain amount of time or a certain, you know, anything to this company. And it's like, yeah, of course it's a pain in the butt if you hire someone and then they turn around and quit two months later. But at the same time, like if you're not, you know, if you're not a good fit, the company's not a good fit, they should go out and find someone who is a good fit, who's going to stay there for longer and, you know, isn't just going to put in there one or two years and then get out as soon as they can. So anyway, I feel like I've like really have talked through a lot of my exhausted. No, I think that's good. I think that's really good. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Not only, I mean, I think a lot of moms can relate to that. I think a lot of people who are applying for jobs can relate to that. It's like, it's a really hard process to go through. And also I love what you said about kind of taking it day by day, step by step, because I think that's just such good. I just think that's good practice in general is no matter what you're going to be doing. If you take it one step at a time and like let the path unfold, that gives you feedback of like, okay, I'm on the right path. I always, that's kind of how I live my life with a lot of things. Well, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to start this. And if things start to unfold, I'm just going to kind of keep following it. Like much like how this podcast started, where we're like, let's just, let's just start. Let's just see what happens here. And you're not super attached to any outcome. And you follow that. And then you're like, at the end of the day, yeah, I I gave it a lot of thought. I think it's important you involved Brennan and your mom and your family, like giving you advice and are there, are there birds? Are there birds chirping? There's a by lot any? of birds. Yeah, okay. sorry. Can no, you hear them? I can't. Well, I was just like, is, is Joy like squeegeeing something? <laughs> like, there's and, and I have to. The house that we stay in is all like it's just there's no, no air great. here. So now that I know that it's open, birds, so there's a lot of birds. Yeah, now that I know that's yeah. birds. I'm going to enjoy it. But I first yes, I was please like, do. And you Joy may doing? hear a rooster in the background because there's a lot of roosters in this neighborhood, and they are just waking up and letting everybody know. It is morning time. It is time to get up. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, Okay. Anyway, so I have a, yes, I have a job (laughs) Um, and it's been going well. So I've had, I had my, I started on a Wednesday, which I appreciate they start you like midweek. And the first couple, you know, the first couple of days, just like any corporate job was just basically getting like my crap set up. Um, and then my first full week was last week and it went really well. And then I have this whole week off to for a vacation, which that was the other kind of nice thing is like, you know, going into a job think, and being like, Hey, oh, I, I love have that. this like, off. I have, yeah. Isn't that the best? I feel like everyone should do that when they, no matter if you have a vacation or not, be like, Hey, this is like a hundred percent. I have to have this off. Right. <laughs> and then you, you make that a part guilty. of the negotiation. Exactly. Well, and like I, ha- we've had this on the books for almost a year, this vacation, cause it's my whole family. Like there's seven adults, no, yeah, 11 adults like and seven kids, family vacay, which we right? haven't With taken in like 15 years. We yes. haven't done this. And so I was like, I'm not going to like, and I don't think that it's actually that uncommon for new hires to be like, Hey, I have this vacation on the books. Like, and I mean, I'm borrowing against my like future PTO, which is fine. It's not like I'm going to take another vacation this year. So, but it's nice, been nice to like really, really ease into it. Um, Yeah. The hardest part, great idea. The hardest part definitely has been being away from Evie. Like when I went back to work after Miles was born, I was kind of just, he was about eight months old. I was just starting to come out of the really hardest part of my postpartum depression. And I think that getting a job was a huge part of that. Like it gave me a lifeline and got me out of the house. And like, kind of, I woke up a little bit, you know, cognitively and mentally of like, okay, like I 
still am my own person. I still am like able to do things. You know, a huge part of when I had postpartum depression was this belief that like my life is never going to be my own again. And so when I got a job, it was like this proof to myself of like, okay, see, like things are going to be okay. And so when I went back to work with Miles, when Miles was born, it felt like this huge sigh of relief, like, oh, I'm finally back, you know, out of the house. And I didn't really have any like guilt or even like separation anxiety around being away from miles because it was so overwhelmingly like, Oh, this is what I need. And yeah, you were kind of like plucked out of that world for a while to where you could be like, okay, there is another side of this. And I think that's really important, especially, especially with postpartum depression that you kind of get into like, it's almost like you, like someone else does need to tell you what to do because you cannot get, once you're out of that world, And you're like, okay, I can kind of see some light. It's so important. Right. And so I didn't have any of that same anxiety of like, oh my gosh, I'm leaving my baby because it was like, I just had this is so necessary that, you know, it was actually like a relief for to drop miles off at daycare. And, and at the time I had been looking for a job for like six months. And so I was so relieved to finally have a job. This whole process of going back to work was a lot more, it was a lot different. And so this time I have definitely felt more like, uh, like, but wait, I want to, where's my baby go? And so luckily we have the like most wonderful person watching her for the summer. Um, and Brandon, you know, his job still right now, he is, is random. And so he's home with her a couple of days a week. And um, so that's made it a lot easier too to know that she's like, she's not, I didn't, she's not at a daycare center. And I clearly don't have anything against daycare centers, but there are no openings for infants in the, ca- yeah. like our entire county. Say, don't you have like a three year wait list for all these daycares? Yeah, yeah. literally. I started calling around when I started thinking like, hey, this might really happen. And the next available opening for an infant in like anywhere in the vicinity of what would be reasonable for me to drop her off. The next available opening, most of the places weren't even accepting new people on the wait list. Uh, most of the, the next available opening was next fall, like fall of 2020. Like I wouldn't even be pregnant yet. People, oh my gosh. How do people plan their lives? I, I don't understand. Don't That's so crazy. It's crazy. That's and like so hard. Yeah. So, I mean, literally, if that was the case, if you had a, were going to have a baby and needed to go back to work at 12 weeks, you'd have to put them on the wait list before you were even pregnant, like months before you were even pregnant. Because if you yeah, were to get pregnant now, your baby right. would be due in like March, at which point you'd go back mm-hmm. to work in like May or June. So what you would you do for that whole summer? Anyway, it's crazy. So we were really, really lucky that Miles's preschool teacher, who's also just one of our good friends, she doesn't work in the summers. Miles has a different like summer school teacher because there's a lot fewer kids. And so she's watching Evie on the days that Brandon works. And then Brandon, you know, obviously watches her on the days that he doesn't work. Um, so that's made the transition a little bit easier knowing that she's at home and, you know, she doesn't like have to go through such a big transition for herself. And then in the in August, when Brandon starts his job and Miles goes back to school and therefore his teacher goes back to school, <laughs> um, Brandon's sister is actually going to come live with us for like six months. His little sister, she's like 25 or I think 26, 27. She's a couple years younger than us and uh, has been living in New York. 
and just working as a waitress. And she basically does this thing every year where she just works for like five or six months and then travels for like a month and then comes back, gets her same waitress job back, works for five or six months, travels for a month. Like this girl's got it figured out. And that sounds like a great life. Yeah, I would not. Especially that. in your twenties. Like great, why not? Great life. Yeah. But lately she's like kind of started to feel a little bit like, okay, I'm ready to kind of get out of the cycle. And so we said, Hey, come live with us. We have this basement, you know, bedroom and bathroom. You can, you can, we're not, we won't charge you rent and we'll pay you to be a nanny for six months. And then by the time that she is done in six months, Evie will be about one years old. And so, which is crazy to me. And at that point, it probably will be easier to find a daycare spot for her. Yeah. So God, there's so much forward thinking that you have to do with all of this. Yeah. So much planning. It's so much forward thinking. I bet you people do start looking at daycares before they even. Yeah. You have to. Who knew? Yeah. And so then the, the other thing too with that is like daycare is crazy expensive. Like it's more than our mortgage for an infant yeah. for a month, per yeah. month. And so that was the other big thing with this taking this job is it was like, hey, at the end of the day, if we have to put Evie into full-time childcare in one way or another, right. like, like is the cost is the cost worth it? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that, and honestly, it was like, yeah. we had to be honest of like, this is not going to, when all is said and done, our cash flow is not going to be that affected by this move because of how expensive it's going to be to put Evie in daycare. Like this has to be a lifestyle choice. Right, exactly. And, you know, this is not a financial decision because I mean, like I, you know, we'll be bringing some money home when all is said and done, but not very much. And it was more just like, I really want to get back kind of out of the house. And also, I mean, like there's other kind of less tangible things like work experience and, you know, more tangible things like 401k that, you know, is not the same, but yeah, there's just been a lot of things to go into Yeah, adulting, right? So much adulting. 401ks and someone asked recently if we have yet done our wills and I have not. And I really, okay. So Mom Sandy gave me this great resource called everplans.com. I'm going e- to that right now. Everplans. Yeah, ever as in ever as in E V E R ever plans. Right, ever as in like ever after. Ever after. Everplans.com. Everplans.com. So if Mom Sandy recommends it, I they are not a sponsor. She just this is what she uses and if Mom Sandy recommends something, I'm going to use it cuz Mom Sandy knows everything. Yes. So she's like, uh, I have it. She's like the she vets everything like to the letter. She really does. To the letter. And I know it's legit if she uses it. So so she recommended this and I have it to to my credit. I have it pulled up in my browser. Do you ever like save like just keep a tab open in your browser to be like, I have to do this. And like the I tab just, open. Yeah, I just pulled it up for that exact <laughs> yeah. purpose. And so I keep that and then my retirement uh, website up because I'm like, I have to, there's like two things I have to deal with and keeping the tabs open will remind me. And so I don't close them. I just like leave it open. So I have an Everplans tab that I need to get to. And then Everplans looks amazing, by the way. It looks so cool. So I would highly suggest everyone check it out as far as like, it makes it really easy. It looks like the templates are easy. The fee isn't very much. Um, it looks affordable. Yeah, it's, it says $75 a year. Yeah. It's not bad. And not bad. And then it also has this feature where you can like, it, you know, like add someone, they can access it if something happens. Uh, so it'll like email them a link and have access to all your stuff. And then, yeah, so, so that's, that's the tab open that I have the intention to do it. And then also my 401k, I have some things I have to deal with there, but it's like, ah, oh, the adulting piece, it just gets me. I'm like, oh, just it's so hard to do it. I don't know why I have resistance, but I need to get it done. 
Okay, so well, congratulations. You know, I'm sitting here like setting on my account right now. I'm like, I gotta do this. Yeah, I gotta do this. It's so important. It's so important. I should not actually laugh or joke about that because it really is like, this is a, it's such a big deal if someone passes away and they don't have their stuff in order. It just causes so much more complicated grief for the families yeah. and loved ones. So I definitely uh, do not want to take that lightly. Okay, so let's wrap up with some quick little things here. I need to ask you, and I texted you about this yesterday. I'm really worried that Brittany is not, in fact, okay. Okay, I <laughs> panicked when you sent me that because you were I'm like, so you were like, I'm really worried. I don't think she's okay. And just that came like that, and like you were, no. you like were sending like an Instagram link, but no. the link d- didn't come through for like a minute. And no. so I'm just reading like I'm really worried. I don't think she's okay. And I was like, oh my god, what happened? Who is she talking about? Like, which one of our friends is like? in rehab or something. I was like, I thought you were talking about Jess. And I was like, what happened? Like, did she send you like a cryptic text text message? Like what's going on? Why am I not aware of this? Like I was like, my mind just immediately started racing. And then like 60 full seconds of agony later, like an Instagram link of Brittany comes through and I was like, good Lord, joy. Like (laughs) like, here I am. Like going through all the scenarios of like terror in your mind. And I'm like, and I have like the slowest, like, you know, text message abilities here where in this neighborhood. So like things go through so slow. (laughs) And I'm like, freaking it's Brittany. (laughs) And it's totally Brittany. Oh my God. So, I mean, I say this in jest, but like I, someone asked this recently where we had that, Oh, what was that meme? I think it was a meme where it was like, you were talking about how it's Brittany's either not okay. Oh, it was like, she's just fine. It was a, um, yeah, line from a TV show where I was like, how is Brittany doing? Right. It's like, she's either, like, um, she's either, yeah, great or really not okay. <laughs> really not okay. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I've been watching her Instagram lately and normally I'm like, oh, you're just, you're, you go girl. But some of her recent posts have been, uh, real interesting. And, um, I just have to, yeah, I have to really just hope that she is okay. I'm always very invested in her. Oh, speaking of music and uh, female artists, Billie Eilish is real big here on the islands. Real big here. Yeah. Like they play her every two seconds. And uh, yeah, they're really big fans here. Someone asked in our, we did like a quick Q&A um on our insta stories and someone said something about billy eilish but let me see yeah they're like they it. also don't really get it like i finally heard billy eilish she never smiles what's the deal with that yeah what's the deal she never smiles um, okay, what else is what else do we need to wrap up on? I think most people gave some feedback about last week's episode, how we were like, oh, we have such a hard conflict of talking about the diet culture. A lot of people weighed in and just said, keep talking about it. It's really important. And I would agree. And it's kind of hard to ignore. So as long as we keep podcasting, that's probably going to come up. Sorry for the people who hate that discussion, but like I said, not every episode is going to be like the most perfect fit for everyone. Uh, someone asked thoughts on beauty counter. It's taking over my feed and I'm starting to feel annoyed and I just have to laugh at that. Cause I'm like, okay, we've kind of talked about multi-level marketing. I feel like anytime we do talk about multi-level marketing, we get like the multi-level marketing van comes over. And so you know I get, what? I like, get worried about that. Yeah. And I've, I have just gotten to the point where I'm like, you know what you do, you like at the end of the day, please stop inviting me because at this point it cracks me up when people like, especially I get this way more on my personal feed than we do on the podcast. Like I get it so much on my personal feed where people are like, Hey girl, uh, you know, I was just thinking it about you the other day. Hey it always starts with hey, hey girl. Um, you know, you're, I love seeing your photos of your adorable kiddos. You know, I just, and I'm like, okay, I know where you're going with this. And at this point, do you honestly think that I have not been pitched for beauty counter yet? 
Do you really think that you're the first one to be like, oh my God, you know who'd be right. perfect for beauty counter? Claire. And I appreciate that my friends who are super into beauty counter are do not pitch me. This is more like the, the you know, high school girl I was like inquire with. And I mean, we got pitched for beauty counter. Do you remember this? Like Stacy from w- formerly known as Paleo Parents pitched for us for beauty counter probably like yeah. five or six years ago. Six. Yeah. And yeah. Long time ago. Long time ago. Like it's it's been done. And but here's the thing, guys. I have nothing against most of these products. I think some of this stuff is like a little bit overhyped. Probably most of it is a little bit overhyped, whether it's, you know, the like aroma, not aromatherapy, essential oils or, you know, whatever it is. Like, I kind of feel like it's probably not as life changing as most people want you to think it is. But that being said, if this is a product that you are already using. You might as well buy it from your friends. Right. And that's kind of how I feel about MLMs. It's like, I don't. And support I, their efforts. Right. Yeah. Like, I personally don't feel you know, having an MLM, my own MLM business is a a fit for me. I don't care to do that. But if there's a product out there that I'm already going to be buying a similar product anyway, then yeah, like, for example, I recently bought some beauty counter like sea salt spray, my like Bumble and Bumble surf spray ran out. And I was like, you know what, I have so many friends who are beauty counter consultants. I might as well just and same thing, like when I was getting ready to go back to work, I was like, I'm going to buy makeup anyway. I might as well buy it from one of my friends, like beauty counter consultant sites, because then they get a kickback. I'm supporting my friend's exactly. business. Exactly. You're supporting your friends. And yeah. somebody was like, oh my gosh, did you know, like I posted about the beauty counter sea salt spray and they were like, oh, beauty counter is an MLM. Awkward. And I was like, not awkward. This is fine. Like I'm not as consultant. Yeah. I'm not telling you to go buy like, it. I'm just saying not, like I'm using this like, product. And it sounds kind of weird that you're, it's not like you're just all of a sudden joining a cult because you're using like an, not that I'm saying they're cults, but I'm just saying like, that's kind of how it feels like when people are like, right. you can't, you can't buy from an MLM. Well, like, look, I grew up with so many friends that sold Avon and we, we bought Avon all the time because we were supporting them and they, that was a lot of their side hustle. And my mom and I would always buy from our neighbor because it's like, why not? Why not support them? Yeah. Well, like when I was at the birth fit summit recently, I was talking to Kate Northrup, who's an author and she was asking like, you know, what are your, like, what, why are you here? You know, are you like a coach? Are you a practitioner? And I was like, no, I'm just like a birth fit enthusiast. And she was like, wow, this is like a big effort for you to make to come to this thing just because you're an enthusiast. And I was like, yeah, but like, I really support Lindsay. I really support birth fit coaches. Like I love what they're doing and people do this for me all the time. You guys, totally. like you listeners support us all the time by buying the, you know, the, the products that we are sponsored yeah, by. How is that any different? Yeah. Like we get sponsored, we get sponsored right. and we promote products that we truly believe in. Look, I, yeah, I agree. Like kind of that full circle paying and, it yeah, forward people have, not paying have forward, traveled, like paying it back. Yeah. And people have traveled to come to our events, have traveled to come to Iceland with us, to come to Camp Time Out, to come to our, you know, episode parties like people all the time go way out of their way to support what we do and like this is my Mm -hmm. like teeny 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 tiny way of being like okay universe I see that like there's so many people out there who uh, who put a huge effort into supporting me to so I can be continue to do what I love as this like fun passion project and so when I see other people out there who are trying to make ends meet so that they can have their own passion projects like yeah, I'm going to support that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's such a, a good point, an important way to live like with everything is just kind of keeping that flow of energy moving where people are giving to you, you're giving back, you're giving back, you're giving back. And it's not something that you're just constantly taking. So creating more than you're consuming and giving more than you're taking. Uh, the one thing I will say about any product, and this isn't just exclusive to multi-level marketing products, 
I don't believe ever. I think there's there's a fault in some multi-level marketings. I'm not saying all. And this is probably true for any products. Like, you know, the what's that network show that's like the Home Shopping Network or whatever, or any of those TV shows that's like just selling a product. They're like, this will change your life. I don't think any product's going to change your life. I really don't. No. Maybe ice cream. Maybe that's probably like going to change my life. a medication. Yeah. Like- yeah. Maybe a medication maybe uh, a great eyebrow plucker that might change my life but like <laughs> the I think, like, the day, what would change my life like a robot that folded my laundry that <laughs> changed my life I just totally thought of the Jetsons yes. and that's uh-huh. that's exactly what yeah but I don't I don't think any of these products are are as exciting as people pitch them to be like I've tried look especially with makeup I've tried it all and there's never been one product where I'm like this is life changing sure it's good but I just I think people need to calm down with that aspect of like this is life changing but if you got to Okay sell no it, I have to say actually oh, I do have okay, a life changing project product Great. the microfiber hair towel you yes, and I I, I oh, know. Sorry, how, I like got like you got so excited about. It. I, I got choked up. <laughs> the microfiber hair towel did change my hair life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, okay, that's great. Uh huh. So that's like in a Fab Fit Fun box. Like nobody yeah. even like, pitched that to you. But here's the thing, though. If like I never could use my microfiber hair towel again, like yeah, I would be sad. But at the end of the day, like my the quality of my life would not change that much. No, I would be sad, but. Yeah, yeah, you'd I'd make it work. It. I It'd lived for thirty one and a half, thirty and a half years with no microfiber hair towel. With no, yeah, and I and your hair still looks fabulous, and I think you would be just fine. Hey, did your undercut grow out all the way? I don't know why I just thought of that, but I remember is, is it all is it all back now? Yeah, that just, was like a year and a half ago that finished. I know, but I just out. like yeah, I can't remember where that stands. Like, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, literally, probably like. almost two years ago now that finished growing out okay (laughs) I haven't had it because I got it cut for the the last time I got it cut was probably like February or March of 2017 okay and then like October November like September October of 2017 remember when I went to your gal Liz and got that like really cute kind of angled bob that was totally that was when it was done growing out I like cut it uh, yeah okay so yes, got it, the got short it. answer is yes, very, very much so. Sorry, just um, but I came to find tangents. that uh, there is a name for what I sort of have instinctively been doing with my hair. It's called the curly girl method, and I have sort of just been doing trial and error. And but this basically puts it all in one place of like, here are the products you can use. Here's how you should, you know, never brush your hair except for like maybe do a wide tooth comb in the shower with some conditioner in it. You should condition and then shampoo and then condition. Like it's all about moisture and it's, you know, don't like touch your hair when it's drying and like use these certain types of towels. And so if you have, here's the other crazy thing. Do you know who Natalie Borton is? She's a blogger. Mm -mm, She's super cute. She's like very, she like basically only wears Madewell. She's like one of those types of bloggers, which I love. She lives in San Diego. <laughs> she only wears Madewell. That's yeah. like the most she, random fact. <laughs> well, she's like, that's her style. It's like a hundred, you know, very okay. like Madewell. She lives in Got San it. Diego. Yeah. She's like, she like, so cute. like she's like my version of your cashmere and cupcakes or whatever. Cupcakes and cashmere. Oh, got it. Where yeah, you Emily see her Schumann. and you're like, oh, love I want her, her life. Yeah. Oh. 
I so, want Emily Schumann's life every day of my life yeah. and it makes me sad. <laughs> I know. So this girl is like super, super cute, always wears Madewell. And she recently started posting about this where she was like, I didn't realize that I had wavy curly hair because I've always brushed my hair as soon as I got out of the shower my whole life. Or like, you know, within I've always blow dried my hair or whatever. Like I've never just not brushed my hair and let it air dry unless I'm getting out of the pool or the ocean, in which case I always thought like, oh, this is only only happens because of the ocean water. And so then she was like, but so I started recently, you know, trying to see what happens. And like, turns out guys, like I have curly hair. So all these people who follow her started sending her Instagram DMs of like, oh my God, I'm 35 years old. And I just, and it's like, today is the day I learned that I have curly hair because like never in my life have I just like allowed my hair to air dry after a shower Oh, totally. without touching it. So that was hilarious. Like those, those photos that she got were un believable some people with like that ringlets so who were like i always just thought my hair was poofy oh my gosh and it was like, yeah you never knew anyway so if you're out I there and do you're that, like i have naturally curly hair and yeah. i don't ever yeah i mean i've been just letting it air dry here and it's like it's huge <laughs> right well and then like all like the Kristen s product so we just yeah yeah so i would encourage you all out there now that it's summer like give yourself a couple days of not brushing your hair except for like get a wide tooth comb and just brush it and just comb it out in the shower to get like the tangles out and then just see what happens. You you just might be let, and let's surprised. Yeah, you you may be surprised. You may just have a whole new world open up to you. By the way, I have been really missing my short hair here in Hawaii because it just having hair here is just so annoying. <laughs> it's like the past few years I've been here, I've had like super short hair, and it makes me really want to cut my hair off again. It may happen. I it mean, may happen. I do. I, I'm. I personally miss your short hair. I liked living vicariously through your like punk rock through hair. My sh- yeah, totally. And so, yeah, I'm real thinking about it. The only thing that holds me back is the maintenance. But whatever. This is when I start to get like YOLO. Yeah. I'm like, who? Who the heck cares? YOLO. Who the heck cares? YOLO. YOLO. Get some pink yeah. hair again. Totally. I really yeah. miss that. It's like you and your tattoos, where you just kind of like need that, like some type of control to be like, I need to express myself. <laughs> Totally. Yes. Yeah. You're like, I got to just do this. Yeah. Like I noticed it yesterday. There was this girl. I always like notice very striking people, of course, like striking people right. are very striking, but she had like a very cool look. She had this beautiful, like ringlet, big poofy hair, mm. like neon pink nails, tattoos all over. And I just was like, you are so striking. You have like such an amazing style. And it kind of like missed, I missed my self-expression because I'm like, why am I just growing my hair out? Just because it's convenient. Like, I'm right. so annoyed. I have hair everywhere. It's, like, gross and salty. <laughs> I just want my short just hair back. I want my pink shirt back. You're going to just, yeah. like, pull a Britney and just go back to your house and shave your head. Totally. Yes. Scott would be real happy with that. Anyway, did I ever tell you the joke of whenever I cut my hair, how everyone asks what Scott thinks? Uh, No. Oh, anyway. And like, when like, I first cut... I don't care. Yeah, when I first cut my hair, when I first cut it off, everyone asks, what does Scott think? And I always, I never understood that. And I never knew how to take that. A, are you asking what does Scott think because you don't like it and you just need something to say? Or, or you truly are like, what, what, it's, what was Scott's reaction? And so every time I go to get my hair cut, Scott is always like, what does Scott think? Because <laughs> it's like, what? who cares? He yeah. loves me for who I am. He doesn't love me because of my haircut. Anyway. Okay, huh. we need to go. I need to go. Yes. Uh, the roosters go enjoy Hawaii. Are real loud. I yep. hope the birds and the roosters were not too annoying on this nope. episode. But great. thank you, everyone, for <laughs> for hanging in there with us. Oh, this episode's going to drop on July fourth. So oh, yeah. happy, happy Fourth of July. July. 
I hope you're having a great time with your family. Yes. And make sure all your animals, yeah, everyone lock up their animals as far as like, don't let them run out because fireworks are scary. I know this because my dog does not like fireworks. Keep your animals safe and warm and give them lots of hugs and have a safe 4th of July. Yay. Have some hot dogs, have some ice cream. Yes. Yum. All the above. Light the fireworks and spell your name. Oh, or those little lighters, the sparklers. Sparklers. The sparklers where you draw your name in the air. Oh, that was my favorite. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. week. Bye. Bye. Oh my god, the roosters are so loud. Oh.